1: The following podcast is equivalent to a TVMA rating thanks to the author's strong and frequent use of adult language and graphic recollection of her sexual escapades. We strongly advise listening alone or with an extremely open-minded, politically incorrect companion, such as a gay bestie. Welcome to another Deep Dive episode
2: of How Bitches Are Made, starring your host, the Rachel Melvin.
1: Who is currently checking audio levels, even though I already just did this. Okay, we're good. And Kevin Barrett.
2: (laughs) Thank you. Coming live to you from the Artbox.
1: The Artbox Studio.
2: In the middle of nowhere.
1: Otherwise known as Joshua Tree, California. Uh, the center hi. of
2: the universe, apparently, is according it? to the radio. Oh well, yeah. that
1: makes sense. Everyone's such a
2: narcissist I these know. days. What is this? <laughs> Everyone knows it's the art box.
1: Um uh, let's just address the elephant in the room. Sorry these episodes are late. We were on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> sorry not sorry
2: uh rachel was diligently working on an airplane suffocating in a mask trying to edit for you guys
1: yeah we're not mask people so feel free to unscribe if that offends you <laughs> uh no i i can't were, hand- i get very claustrophobic so masks on top of being too. in an airplane to yeah.
2: atlanta no there were like quick flights as we had layovers where we still had to be on the plane so it was like as oh, soon as yeah. you would get into it it's like please put your tray tables and laptops yes up and away. i
1: did have i did have four hours at phoenix sky harbor shout out to my hometown
2: um, <laughs> i hate when people do
1: shout outs and i just did it <laughs> Uh, and then I was editing that together but I don't know this episode was just like not it was having so many audio issues like I had to upload it three different times we just listened to it back I think it skipped once I don't know if that's just our phones having signal problems or mercury in retrograde or just (laughs) I'm sorry I'm sorry everybody this is what happens when you go away
2: uh I had to drive to LA to go pick up a package and Rachel's like oh you want to listen to it now because of." We'll get out of the way so we can, you know, record tomorrow. And I was like, okay, cool. and Then she's like, don't do it. I'm, I'm taking it offline. I'm, <laughs> I'm already a half hour in. I'm like, oh, okay. I right. think
1: what happens sometimes is like, so I, I convert them all to MB, MP3s, mm-hmm. and I think that when I do that, I drag them from iTunes onto the desktop, and then I upload them onto the platform that I use for the podcast. Right. And I think that, like. They must like when I'm transferring from iTunes to the desktop, it's not like completely downloaded when mm. it shows the icon. And so when I upload it to the platform, it's only uploading what was downloaded.
2: Quite so so. Yeah. Does, does that make sense? Yeah, so
1: I'm like, "Ah, oh, Jesus. So, it, yeah. And so this
2: is uh, a lesson in engineering. no patience oh
1: yeah i don't know i don't got time for that (laughs) anyway she was a busy girl
2: that's why she didn't return my texts or phone calls for months (laughs) after our first date
1: um yeah so let's talk about this episode i mean first of all it was super long there was a lot to unpack and every time i listen back i feel like I'm, i'm saying the same thing and reiterating the same thing and i'm like there must be a way to cut around this to streamline it more but then i then when i get to the point I'm like, no, you needed to know all of that in order for this point to really hit home. I yeah. think my mom told me. She's like, she goes, that's just like how how you work and operate. And I'm thinking, Jesus, it must be exhausting to listen <laughs> to me think it out.
2: No, it's quite, quite enticing and fun. Yeah. Shout Even out. Here lost, we go with the know? shout
1: outs. Shout outs to all the neurotic people out there. <laughs> <laughs> Air five. <laughs> oh, God damn, this oh is why God. I need weed.
2: Somebody just popped up behind a cactus and put their hand up. who is
1: that well i hope they didn't hurt themselves on the brick (laughs) anyway okay so this episode i mean i literally feel like i had everything that i needed to say said in in the former episode
2: yeah it was kind of a fun amalgamation of many amalgamation
1: that's a fun word
2: thank you yeah i got my tongue twisted a little bit um iron it out yeah there was a whole lot of uh, uh stories in this one that you know i think the main story was with jared the contractor and then yeah which surprisingly
1: all... i didn't talk about that much in the commentary
2: yeah but then getting into your like tinder dating it's like oh she's dated around she's oh. really kind of uh-oh.
1: Wait, <laughs> fun fact. Half half of the points that I made in the commentary about Jared, mm-hmm. I had to edit out because something happened with the mic. This is what I'm saying. This episode was like so weird. Oh,
2: no.
1: um, it just was like all staticky for like two minutes.
2: And then you couldn't remember even what you said, so you're like... Well, no, I cut.
1: think, again, I reiterated my point so much it didn't matter. <laughs> I don't <just>, know <laughs> yeah, this makes sense. People are um, going to stop listening. No, I, I think the part that actually got edited out was... um. I was talking about the fantasy element and how like girls are notoriously the ones that like the way they fill the time is by creating this fantasy. Right. Like they the get caught up gets in the higher and, higher yes, and Yes, yes. And then I said we and then don't. The
2: guy inevitably is going to fall.
1: Right, but what I said was in the part that got edited out, um, or the part that didn't record actually, was that um, we don't as women tend to think about when guys do that to us. Mm-hmm. And that's what Jared and the farmer were doing with me, is they were like building up this fantasy of who I was, and and that was the first time I'd been on the receiving end of that to be like, whoa, I never thought about how me doing this affects the person on the other side. Right. And then I think they're the enemy, and that's where it cut back in. The mic went back right. on, so I just edited that. But but yeah, you don't you don't think about that. So it was all about the fantasy aspect because yeah. everyone who's been following me on my journey knows that I that's like one of my
2: patterns. Yeah. Well, and. At most times like two relationships like or i mean two people in a relationship like it, it's hard to be balanced you know there's always somebody who's a little more infatuated and yeah. makes the moves and that's why you go on the dates or you know um right. That that spark you know
1: but that's the thing that uh i was talking about with the it's actually five stages i keep saying four stages it's five stages of a relationship mm-hmm. that was the point that they make um in the article is that we're so like everything that we're inundated with in the romance world is like the honeymoon stage oh yeah like that's all we see like think about it even in a disney movie they ride off into the sunset that's where the movie ends right you don't see the stuff after yeah. so when it gets bumpy or whatever you but yeah. but so that's what the fantasy then the is like
2: comes up and you hear them, like bitching in the background <laughs> it's like
1: oh wait i think we mentioned that one of these <laughs> yeah. deep dives actually i just like totally took the disney reference from you in fact i think
2: that that'd be a funny like marvel ending after the credits you know then it's just the the tag that know, the comes tag. up and They're like real reality, <laughs> reality sets uh,
1: yeah but i think like that's the fantasy aspect and like the kind of the building of it anyway comes from like all these movies we see yeah. and we're like oh what if it was like this and this and we get caught up yeah. in it and that's like our own little movie
2: i think that's why any relationship that i've ever been in you got to be on the same timeline you know, 100%. Like you got to be on the same page wherever it is in your life, you know, um, because if one person's over here and another person's over here and they're trying to make it work or force it, it, it just doesn't work. You know?
1: Yeah. I keep reiterating this. I'm sure it's annoying, but it is. It's so important to be alone because yeah. you, you get that like this kind of happened with you and I actually, which I don't want to get too far into this because of the upcoming stories. We'll have nothing to talk about, but, um, you and I were not on the same timeline. I think I was ready for a relationship before you were actually, but I knew that because I was so clear on what that looked like on people that I was like, okay, I have to steal myself until he's ready. If I really want to wait for him, I can't force him before he's ready.
2: I had just gotten out of a horrible relationship and I was taking time to myself. I didn't want to date anyone. I wasn't in the mind space for it. I knew it wouldn't be healthy for me to jump into anything where you had already kind of gotten past doing that work and
1: right let's talk about before we met each other (laughs) let's talk about tinder dating okay so i'm curious because there were a couple this started where these were stories you hadn't heard in their entirety Mm -hmm. and there were additionally two stories like the guy from tinder that i was talking to with the pubic hair and then the other guy with the wrong number that you had never heard so i'm curious the other day when you were like kevin
2: i was i was just on tinder and i was like huh okay <laughs> this She's was, like i was i was like going through our messages to like you know see i was like i'm just gonna let this play out i'm just so happy We're, i
1: saved all of that yeah i forgot i saved all of it and then i was looking for something on my hard drive and i came across them and i was like fuck yes i haven't done this episode yet
2: oh do you like screenshot or video oh,
1: everything it? because i was like because this is when i was developing that filter and i was like i really did i made a snap judgment of that guy's photo with the with the weed mm-hmm. i love weed there's nothing against that but when you're smoking weed in your profile picture i'm like come on man right. so i was like i immediately judged was him he and i like was like on
2: the couch like or just no he was relaxing. like outside
1: at a cafe or something oh, okay. it's california okay. everybody well, wants to rub it in everyone else's face that we can do that here but
2: i just imagined like him and his like shitty apartment on the couch like looking like you know no really lazy and then saying i love surfing and being outdoors
0: no
1: okay. that was that was the mind fuck because i was like okay according to my filter i should not even i can't remember if it's swipe left or right I sw- it's, it's it's right when you right. like them right yeah, I whatever so. i swiped the way i was supposed to swipe when i liked them but i was like i don't know if i should swipe right or left because He looks like a douche smoking weed and that goes against like the things like exotic animals, sports cars, diamonds, celebrities, uh, drugs, alcohol, any any of that in a profile photo. I'm like, no, you're a douche. You don't know who you are yet. Um, But then his bio was really good, I thought. It was particularly the I play piano and like to be outdoors. I was like. Oh, intriguing. Yeah. Maybe he just picked a bad profile. Maybe it just linked to his Facebook and he didn't actually select the photo. I gave him the benefit of the doubt. And then when he started asking me those questions, I was like, this is lame. And then when he asked how tall I was, I was I, like, he... Yeah,
2: that was a weird one. Why? No,
1: because he wanted to know if I was a spinner. A spinner you don't know what a spinner is
2: is that like spit roast oh my someone? god
1: i feel What's so a... elitist to yeah. you right now it's amazing because he's <laughs> a way lightning. more sexually storied than i am <laughs> a spinner is like someone that's light enough where you can spin them around on your dick
2: right it's like a spit roast like a but a without spit a, the other person. roast
1: yeah that's real degrading
2: uh, well what, spinning's not
1: <laughs> well it's not comparing a girl to a pig even though pigs are really smart mm. and very cute Baby, please, please don't eat bacon
2: <laughs> I know you're not gay but can I spin you like a top?
1: oh boy so anyway I knew that's why he was asking me those questions which is why I was like hey we're looking for different things yeah. and then he was trying to convince me that we weren't but we were mm. so my test worked
2: well the entire time I was like that guy has to be drunk like who's so forward Saying that shit, unless well, you know he's been drinking, and then you well, know, right in the same breath, you're like, "And he said he was drinking. He was drinking."
1: Yeah. And that was the other thing about Jared too is I was drinking when we were having our exchanges online, but my level of drinking, which this can be the case for other people, like I've never been drunk. Yeah, you maybe one, up, time, like- one time, one time, and I'm convinced I was drugged when that happened. But I'm always like just on the tip. I'm yeah. like buzzed. But if I knew I was getting to the point where I couldn't write a sentence, I was leaving words out or misspelling, I'd be like, hey, I should probably log off now. So I was messaging with him and then he called me. And I think part of the reason I debated answering was also because I had been drinking. But I was like, you know what? Like, I'm not too buzzed. It's fine. But that's very different when you're drinking and you choose to call somebody. I think that's a little irresponsible.
2: Sure. Yeah. I mean, it depends where he For was For the at, first time. Know. Yeah. He might have been the same way. He might have, like, had a glass of wine and was like, okay, I'll call. And then, you know, proceeded to well, drink I think that, that over was... the conversation. And, yeah, yeah.
1: I think that's how I took it in yeah. the beginning. But then in retrospect, after meeting him in person, I was like, no, he was 100% drunk.
2: Oh, he was already drunk. He's one of
1: yeah. those, he was one of those people I feel like got much more um, extroverted when he drank. Mm-hmm. But doesn't change much. Right. Kind of like you. Like, if you know you. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, so do you have any crazy female stories from when you dated?
2: Well, it's funny. I mean, I feel like I was on all the apps. Like, I was on Tinder and Bumble and whatever the other ones were. Hinge. Was that the Facebook one? That was like. um, But out of all of them, I maybe went on four dates. Two of which I actually dated the people. One for three or four years the other one for a few months really Uh, yeah the elementary school teacher for a few months and then um the other
1: oh yeah 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 we'll talk we'll talk about those two later
2: (laughs) but like you said like yeah it was it was kind of like a ego boost for me it was like you remember that old thing the uh the original dating app but not dating app hot or not it was like you post your photo and it's like
1: was that what mark zuckerberg created on social network the movie remember he did that like like rate your
2: it was probably a version of that it was probably after because i think hot or not was way before facebook but yeah it was like people would post their photos and you would like it or not like it and it would give you a rating of like are you hot or not
1: literally first of all that's instagram secondly (laughs) secondly it i as much as i have a problem with that i also think it's actually great the same way that like tinder has helped like i've heard so forgive me if i'm wrong statistically like the rate of rapes have have dropped since the dating apps have come around oh that's interesting. so the way that happened i almost feel like if you did hot or not it would take the people that need ego boosts out of like the dating apps that get in the way of people that actually want to date
2: right yeah yeah that's, that's really fascinating um well and i don't know about you but like when i was a middle schooler i had the worst style i mean it was the 90s it was the baggy pants and you know giant hoodies and you just looked like you know the sagging belt line and whatnot but the the decade
1: uh, when suspenders suspenders were never needed more
2: no (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) yeah but uh now with like instagram everybody knows what style is because they see it in their peers and their friends and they're like oh i'm i'm not gonna buy those walmart clothes or this or that you know it's like i i want to make myself look better because don't rag
1: on walmart you don't have to spend a lot of money to have style
2: and you know what we love walmart because it's (laughs) the only game in town and they've really upgraded so yeah they have but
1: i'm just teasing you that being said but back when walmart was like hot or not it was
2: it's it's upgraded too for sure. I feel
1: like my favorite thing is when people ask, like our friends were just in town this weekend. Also, we'll talk about our Travel Avengers in a minute, but I have these really cool shoes. They're leopard print Chelsea boots and they're like faux fur, but they're like half texture to them. I always get compliments on them and immediately I go, thanks, Marshalls, <laughs> 1999, or they may have been 29 Bargain.
2: Yeah. You can but, look good. But then
1: I go to Nordstrom Rack and then I buy Products and yeah, totally undo everything expensive. I did. So. <laughs> but <laughs> so damn down. do they look good. But hey I still didn't pay full price and yeah. that's all that matters. <laughs>
2: uh, but getting back to the dating apps. Yeah the... sorry
1: fashion always distracts me.
2: So 50 percent of my dates I went on I actually ended up in a relationship for a amount of time but the other 50 percent so the two other people I went on dates with it was the biggest mistake that I ever made not in any other way than I was bored. I really was. Like, on they the were, dates? On the dates, yeah. It was... I kept pushing like coffee dates. I didn't want to do dinner. One of them I did do dinner because she wanted to. But it, it was like we didn't have enough in common. I kind of knew it going in, but I gave it the best. Well, benefit what was your process doubt.
1: though? Like how long did it take you to ask a girl? This is so forever. fascinating. I'm so into this. I'm going to interview
2: forever. you now. But wait a minute.
1: Yeah. Like what do you mean? Like you guys would talk forever online?
2: So, well, the two that I ended up dating, those ones a year, both of them. Like I Jesus, didn't, Kevin. didn't go on a date or anything because it wasn't I wasn't on there to date. I think it was like a busy myself like see who's you know out there i was always working and stuff and fill the time yeah and
1: gotcha and
2: it was interesting i think i had a different dynamic because i was in the music video casting world at the time so i'd constantly be seeing like hot people all the time and those people didn't appeal to me because i knew who they were like
1: sound like such an asshole that i totally know what you mean
2: (laughs) but the nicest people in the world because a lot of a lot of around
1: hot girls all the time it was so annoying i was so bored
2: (laughs) they are the nicest people the ones i'm specifically talking about obviously it's la a certain version of the industry but all those girls were also our assistants and they'd be out in the field with us. And they're very nice people, but I couldn't relate to them. Like there wasn't an intelligent conversation in the way that they knew about technology or work or film. Like they had different interests, you know, that I I just couldn't relate to. So it was a lot of that. And it was a lot of me putting that into who I was seeing on Tinder and Bumble and all that. I'm like, oh, I know that girl. And I, you know, swipe left. I wasn't into it. So the ones I did swipe right on, it was an in-between because I, I wasn't looking for that that model person, like you say, the the guy with the car or the mm-hmm. exotic animals or that right, type of thing right. because I, I would see that in these girls. So I was like, not interested. Like, I don't even want to, you know.
1: What were what were some like profile pictures of girls that you thought were like red flags, so to speak? Were you like, ugh, no, turn off? Do, um, do you have any, like I said, for guys? Well, I
2: mean, Botox? Oh, overused yeah. makeup um just pictures with them decked out at a club with all her best girlfriends like that it just seemed like that stereotype because in la especially like yeah. um well, at bars and stuff used, yeah. the same reason like girls do not want to talk to a guy in a bar like they don't most 90 that is percent so funny that's
1: all i ever wanted
2: right, right exactly <laughs> no one ever is, came
1: up to me i was like but, what the fuck
2: i know and that's what ruins it for like normal good people well why
1: do you think girls don't want that
2: because the big city bar game Uh uh-huh it's the hunting ground it's it's where people go and they just expected to get hit on or girls are like i don't need guys i just want to dance you know that that kind of vibe where if you're a normal guy and you even just say hi to a girl or you walk up to a bar is this taken it comes off as get away from me pig like i
1: look bumble knows you're exhausted by dating All the must-not-take-yourself-too-seriously and 6-1-since-that-matters and what do I even say other than hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're
0: introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now.
2: I'm not in it, and you're like... I guess I kind of did that to you. (laughs) I literally just wanted to see if... I can squeeze in here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I did kind of do that to you. Did you do that to in me? In the very beginning. When,
2: oh yeah, you totally did. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm yeah. so sorry we you keep like teasing
1: this. I swear <laughs> to God it's the neck it's the story after the next one. Yeah. So in two weeks you'll hear yeah. the story. But and
2: Rachel wonders why I didn't make a move.
1: That is so funny. Okay, so we do totally do that. Okay. Okay. So but those... in the
2: same respect, those girls have put up that wall because so many douchey guys or hey baby can i get your number and like you know so you and i should have met Like,
1: i know well we met the organic way but wait okay so my next question to you then is the girls that you were talking to what made like of the girls that you were talking to particularly the two that you referenced what was it about them that made you ask them out in the physical world
2: from the initial photo like why so fuckability Uh, i mean there's definitely that (laughs) there's definitely fuckability but because you gotta you gotta be you know a little aroused by who you potentially date that's that's a thing do you ever think
1: about dirty vaginas because i would think about dirty dicks i'd be like he looks like he probably has a dirty dick
2: um yeah i never swiped on those ones Okay. I, I just I, wanted to
1: know if that was a factor.
2: <laughs> if it came to that, no, it wasn't that big of a factor. But if okay. I saw something that, like, it was like a car accident, i probably just shut my phone down and put it off to the side okay. and Cried a little okay. bit. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the, was there so, anything
1: in the conversations with them, though, where you're like, yeah, I want to take this to the next step?
2: Well, it started with the photos. It was usually girls who were outdoorsy that had photos of being up on a mountain or... or we're doing normal things, um, that I can relate to. And most Mm -hmm. people, especially the big city people they're, they're in the city to be in the city. That's that nightlife and all that, which I love. I, I do love like going out and having a drink and being in the energy of like the city, but that's not my identity. My identity is, fresh air outdoors working with my hands building like hometown non-technology that's that's kind of where my vibe was so in the pictures if I saw like okay this person looks normal and seems like that they would be interesting to me because we would be able to you know have a conversation or where where they're from or whatnot so in those conversations yeah it did organically just grow like that it wasn't superficial I don't know if I ever you know if we ever knew how tall each other were or yeah you know yeah anything or if work came up it was it was weird I would always sway away from work conversations because I didn't care (laughs) like it didn't matter to me right um what she did and if it mattered to her what I did it was just like a little good to know file like you say um it didn't mean it was bad because you know it's Healthy to know what each other does and like if that relationship would even work out
1: It's really interesting because I know we're going to talk about you and me in the next couple of episodes But it's really fascinating because I was introduced to you almost like as a contractor mm-hmm. And I always think about what it would have been like <laughs> really? if I was introduced to you as a casting director
2: Oh interesting. Yeah Why because you were an actress? I'm and...
1: way more attracted to you as a contractor. Yeah, like exponentially yeah. so
2: Yeah Wipe yeah, the out but the out But this is
1: because, as I mentioned in the story, what people do is important to me. Sure. Be- for what, I mean, like, that is a huge turn on for me. I think because I'm such a go, go, go Aries rising. Right, yeah. That I'm like, I want to know what you do. But I, I also think, like, subconsciously, I assume, which is totally not the case, I assume that everyone does what they do because they love it because that's how I've gone about my careers, which I know is right. not the case.
2: Yeah, it's good to know what people do. Because if they say nothing, I'm going to judge hardcore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, you better be doing yeah, something. <laughs>
1: like, Kevin took a day yesterday of doing nothing. And I was okay. like, I I, I, I I, can't do this. I got to get out of here. I'm going to go do paperwork. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Albeit that was the first day in our entire relationship, I think, of taking yeah. the whole day off. I was like, I got to sit. Yeah. Know, we ourselves into the wall.
1: We've been go-go-going, but I'll get to that in a second because I'm still on this dating thing. Okay, so when you guys were on dates then... What would you do? Would you go to coffee after talking to them for a month or a year, or however long you were carrying on a conversation
2: yeah the the ones or that straight I went, to dinner I think the ones that i I went to one coffee date with this girl that she seemed nice, sweet, but i I didn't see any of that like edge. Like, I need yeah. a little prickly. I need something that you know is like' say. a mind of your own, you know, yeah I <laughs>
1: You got what you uh, were I wanting. got what I
2: wanted, I guess. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, okay. So,
2: yeah, but then when we went to coffee and we started talking, she was in, like, accounting or something. And I, it, honestly, the date probably lasted a half an hour. And it was like, okay, it was really nice to meet you, like, you know. Did you I mean, ever
1: feel like girls were ta- were wanting to go out with you just for a free dinner? I hear this expressed by guys a lot. They think n- that girls just, like, want free drinks and dinner.
2: I I see that totally. And I mean, even at the bar or something, if you make friends and it's not even like a sexual thing, it's like you guys are all having fun. It's like, ah, the next round's on me, you know? And like, I think girls do infiltrate, especially packs of guys, because it's like, ooh, we get more drinks, you know? (laughs) And it's fun. And the girls are never expected to buy drinks. It's so funny to
1: me because that's like so not my personality. I think that's why it was so interesting to hear this on the flip side from men, because I heard that from the guys I was dating. And what was funny is i I honestly can't remember the fake names I gave everybody, but the guy that I went out with that had the good relationship with his with his family and he was like wanting to get married in time. <laughs> uh, he was from New York, that guy that I referenced in the story. I didn't mention this, but it was frustrating because we went out t- two or three times. And the reason we went out so many times is the first time he paid for everything. And I was like, I wasn't really sure how I felt about him. And then the second time we went out, it was mostly because I wanted to return the favor because I suspected it wasn't going to go further. And I didn't want him to feel like I just used him for drinks and a dinner. So the second time we went out and I tried to pay and he paid for it again. And I was like, well, I can't keep doing this.
2: (laughs) I'm going to get too deep.
1: Yeah. I mean, that was something I was always like acutely aware of. I think I think way too much or I had always thought way too much about the person I was dating versus myself. Like their feelings were always first and foremost. Same,
2: yeah. Really? Yeah, for sure. That's oh. interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Take a silent moment to pause on that. <laughs> I was trying to figure out where we, what we last. Were yeah, talking that's about.
1: really interesting. I think I went out on. I'm like wondering if I ever went out on a date where someone didn't have. Oh, I went out on a date with one guy during this period too in LA, <clears throat> and he was younger than me. And he totally did the split thing, which was fine. But I remember thinking, that's weird. Yeah. Like, I didn't like that. I mean, I... I... It was
2: a first date. And... Yeah. yeah. It was a
1: first date, but it was like a coffee date and he didn't pick it up. And I was like, hmm. that's strange. There, there were two like that, actually. The one guy, I think, got there late on purpose mm-hmm. so that I would get my own. I think maybe... I don't know. That, that's the thing... That's the thing that's really interesting—the whole paying thing. Right. I always offer. I think girls should always offer, but I think yeah. on that first date, guys should always pay. Yeah. If not for for one reason and one reason only.
2: Chivalry. No. Oh.
1: You guys make more than we do.
2: Sure, but that doesn't work in your case. <laughs> Miss Gucci coming, you know, wearing the red oh, it is Gucci.
1: Dress. I said Prada. I always say Prada. I don't yeah, know. Really. Why. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um but no, but like but no because they still do like any job like to the dollar.
2: Yeah, but being being an actress who can
1: Yeah, but make they don't a... know that. They don't know that when they're dating me. That's also why I didn't say I was an actor.
2: Right. I think from the simple fact that it's chivalry. It's the same thing as opening a door for a girl or having that older standard. I personally like it. I, yeah, mean, I mean, I'll do it for it's anybody. It's the I'll least do it for you guys,
1: guys can girls, do anything. if we're gonna have to carry your stupid baby for nine months. <laughs> yeah, but what? What <laughs> if that guy baby, doesn't but...
2: have to carry your baby because it's the first date?
1: <laughs> I mean, you know, that's yeah. that's a point. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that is a point. No, but I agree. I I always pay first, but I I loved it when there was an offer because it was it was that partnership team thing where it's like oh okay she's she's in it as much as i'm in it right now like she's yeah cares enough to come on a date with me but then also know that she wants to be a partner with me in this and it's nice to know fuck no can you pay for it thank you but
1: well it's really interesting too because i remember it was probably you and mark both of you guys echoing the same sentiment of some girls would get really offended and really pissed off if you held the door open for them or if you did pay for them so it's like this weird fucking like well what do you fucking want me to do female race
2: well female race
1: that's not what i meant female group
2: that's part of the the bar hunting ground like it yeah you hold door open for somebody coming in or out of you know just a regular la establishment you're like okay yeah and they get all bent out of shape about it they get pissed off and you're like yeah i don't understand that
1: i mean i really don't and to any female listening who's a feminist and relates to the kind of person we're talking about i would really love to know why that is so upsetting because for me it's not to me there is no implication of you're a tiny woman who can't pull open her own door because you're weak and strong and you need me to do it it's just like oh hey you're a woman you're you're the better sex let me open this door for you that's how i always think
2: or, of it or not even guys and girls it's like hold a door open for anyone like, yeah it doesn't true. matter like you got the door already swung open like oh my it's god a little less effort. meanwhile but, you
1: have me that day i went oh to make my, the return at, were say, you gonna actually. go into this i was gonna say oh my god this over. i had this total horrible fucking day like months ago And this guy was walking into REI, and this guy was coming from one side of the sidewalk. I was coming from the other. And he totally sees me, and he cuts in front of me, and he opens the door, and he lets himself in, and he lets it fall, and I was so pissed. I didn't even care. I was, like, audibly passive-aggressive. And I go, Thanks. And he turns around he's like, oh, 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 I'm so sorry. And I was like, it's cool. I was so fucking mad. Yeah.
2: That guy has opened the door for too many girls who didn't say thank you or appreciate it. So he's like, okay, I guess this is what I do. So you're damned if you um, do, damned I, I if know. you don't. It's because so, so you let terrible. the door slam in somebody's so face, they're going to be like, men, they're pigs. They don't even know the door. A guy opens the door. Uh, you think I need this? You're like, wait, what? You <laughs> know
1: what's terrible? Is I, don't do even, I don't even really, this is terrible, admittedly. I don't even pay attention if a girl holds a door open for me or not. I'm always looking to see if a guy will. Oh, yeah. I don't know what, what that's about.
2: All right. Well, per- yeah. Perhaps
1: I should do a deep dive on that on my own. <laughs>
2: you should. <laughs> I think um, girls are nicer in a catty way to each other.
1: No, girls are super catty. Yeah,
2: yeah but when a girl holds a door open for you, it's what do you, what do you feel from that? Do you even notice?
1: Or is um, it just like, thanks? No, I think I do notice. I, I think I think that's a cool girl. I think I, I, my expectation or assumption rather is that, um, that's a girl looking out for a girl.
2: Yeah. Like in the most physical way. I appreciate it when like a really, really old woman, um, holds a door open for me. I'm like, thank you respect cool
1: (laughs) and in that case that woman's like no i need to do this it's my workout it makes me feel young (laughs) Ah, people are such complex human beings this is why it's it makes no sense to generalize but nonetheless that's how i pass most of my time (laughs) um okay so one of the other things i wanted to ask you was um aside from the situation Mm -hmm. which we're putting a pin in for a couple episodes Did you go on dates with girls where it was very clear to you that they had bo- broken boundaries? Do you think you noticed that subconsciously or was that totally not even on your radar at the time?
2: In normal life, like most of the dates I went on weren't weren't from dating apps. Like those are some oh, of the ones really? that lasted longer longest. Okay. I think because because we did talk for so long and it was like timing never worked out. Yeah, in normal dating life, I had a lot of very pushy girls that broke a lot of boundaries and it was like yeah it was it was very like kind of you know let's go out let's go out on this date and I'd be like no I can't and it's like well you owe me one now like we got to go out on this date and it was it was fun it was fun because it's like keeps it you know interesting and alive but it wasn't it wasn't relaxing it's not somebody that I wanted to sit down and relax with or you know go on an adventure with it wasn't I think this weird. is
1: like the problem is, girl, like every everybody's getting mixed signals, right? And right. this goes back to the whole like what we're exposed to in media. My favorite thing to cite, which I do agree with, is the Sex and the City episode where they say he's just not that into you. Even that whole movie. Hmm. Yeah, that is true. But I think it's an extreme truth, meaning you should have that awareness but not take it totally to heart. Because just like I said in the story, just because someone's not getting back to you doesn't mean they're not thinking about you. But it it just because they're getting back to you doesn't mean they're thinking about you. Like the bottom line is we just don't know anyone until we know them. And the only way we can ever have positive results is just being authentic to ourselves, not trying to act in a way we think is going to attract men because that's not going to attract the right man if that's no. not your style. That's why I think this filter is so cool because when you really know what you want, you can, you can recognize those attributes in people. Like right. when you say, oh, these girls were pushy, the, the first thing I think of is, well, yeah, I was like that too because I thought men liked direct women who knew what they wanted and weren't afraid to ask for it. Right. So I'm sure in their heads that's what they think they're doing, but it totally comes off wrong.
2: But also it's, it's worked. It worked on me. Like I, I went on dates with them, but it, it's something that probably works a lot for them but isn't getting the result that they actually want either.
1: Or if it's working for them, it's because that's their authentic self. Like that is their style. Because I think a lot of times I would push myself. Actually, when you and I finally had the like romantic connection talk, I was actively trying to not be direct and make the first move. Mm -hmm. I was trying to steal myself and give you the signs that it was okay to make a move. In other words, my friend had brought it to my attention that I wasn't being feminine enough, like wasn't letting the vulnerability in. Hmm. And so I had to find the right mix to do that to like invite people to be attracted to me without compromising who I am in the style. So it's like like a balance and that was a challenge for me. So for some girls that are really introverted and don't like take initiative and Hmm. people might think, oh, I never, like my ex-roommate Mari was a great example of that. She was... She was so stoic that guys never knew what she was thinking. And so for someone like her... But then
2: at the apartment, she was vulnerable and emotional and like Totally. So it would have
1: behooved her to be a little more forthcoming in how she felt, a little more direct. So for some girls, they're actively trying to do that, but they might be doing it too much because they haven't learned the balance yet. And the irony there is they're actually trying to go outside of their comfort zone. And so it comes off the wrong way and then doesn't... Get them what they want. So it's it's all like throwing spaghetti on the wall.
2: You know, what I just realized. No. The so like I was saying, I was a little bit behind you on the you know opening up for a relationship. Relationship. Yeah. I feel like you were a little bit behind me on the being able to open up because Thousand you have percent. these walls up that the I was like availability. She's ignoring me. Like she doesn't even she doesn't care or like me or I'm like because at that point I wasn't looking for a relationship, but I was like. Just going to be friends with everyone because. Oh, I wanted you
1: know. no friends. I wanted like <laughs> yes. I put up, I put up the biggest guard because I was like, N- this fucking business is closed. It's <laughs> <laughs> like no one. I was so focused on being alone. Yeah. But the, the reason I, I actually want to touch upon why I titled this restructuring your company. It's a pun, of course. But it's it's all about uh, I had a friend tell me one time they were like, yeah, you have to approach dating like you're hiring someone for your business just like you would interview for a job there's just like the first interview the second interview the third interview the final interview whatever it's like the initial swipe, and then the exchange over messaging, and then the phone call, and then the meeting in person for coffee, and then going out to dinner. There's this these why stages. why you screen
2: tested me with like...
1: <laughs> it's, just, it's, all yeah. <laughs> it's all screen test. It's all screen test.
2: She had me meet with producers. No, and but actually, really but
1: actually, I think that's like what's really hard for me because I am a total introvert. I don't like going out, but I knew that I had to meet someone in a natural setting Because the only way I feel like I can accurately assess somebody from a safe distance is if it's a safe distance. The safety coming from me being like, don't even look at me. I'm unavailable. Don't, like, fuck with me so that I'm not distracted by anything. And I can, like, be like, okay, how do I really feel about this person? Do I like them? Do I think they're cute?
2: Is that through online dating you're talking about? Like, seeing them from a distance where you can... I think it's easier. That,
1: like, I think it's easier to do that online because you can actually study their face without feeling like they're going to be noticing you're staring at them.
2: Right. Yeah, that can get awkward. Yeah. For sure.
1: Um <laughs> <laughs> my date with Avi was like it was so awkward. Like that was the most awkward date I ever went on, but it was awkward <laughs> in a way I wouldn't expect it. No, like he was he was stunning. Yeah. I mean like the kind of person you'd look at and blush. Like like, a Greek like, God, you, like you you a... almost couldn't look at him because it like it was too much beauty. It was like staring at the sun.
0: Well,
2: I liked how you reference Gal Gadot. It's like yeah, yeah. You can't look away. You're like you can't. You're, you're just like
1: oh my god. But at the same time, I I didn't want yeah, I didn't want to look because I felt like I'd just be staring. But he was so cute. He just had no fucking personality whatsoever, <laughs> and it felt like pulling teeth talking to him to a point, and then he opened up. But it it, it was super interesting. Like that moment was so pivotal for me because. I should have, I say that in air quotes even though I didn't actually use air quotes, I should have, for all intents and purposes, been super insecure, felt super yeah. insecure. Like, we, he was so out of my league. I had chocolate on my ass. Like, I was being the typical Rachel Klutz that I am. Yeah. But I I had come to the, love myself at that point. That's the best part of you. Yeah, right. so yeah. I was like, if it's he doesn't organic, find these things real. endearing, he's like not the dude for me anyway. And it there was, like, so much power in that. That's why I keep talking about this power aspect. It was, like, fucking intoxicating. I was like, shit, I'm in control.
2: Well, okay, all those Instagrams, like, having the gold chains in the car and all the material things, I think they're putting that out there to have that girl on their arm that looks the same, you know, that, yeah, that right. stunning person. And, like, that's probably why he gets room keys and stuff, because girls want that guy, you know. But if you go back to your roots, like, when you were a kid... Didn't matter what your friends looked like or anything. Like, were they stupid and fun, and you could yeah, just goof it was, around? It was all about and like, the
1: personality. Yeah,
2: you got to have your best friend. Like, yeah, that's I mean, like, look,
1: you got to be attracted playful. to someone too, obviously. But that attraction can come in so many different forms. Like for me, it's an it's always first and foremost an intellectual attraction. Like none of my boyfriends, except for you and my, of all the sixteen people I've dated or fucked. um 16 16 is the number (laughs) i think that's what i've counted to which isn't that much for being 36 mind you i I can't believe i just revealed my number but i don't
2: give a fuck that makes sense though it's half your life you know
1: jesus that makes me sound awful
2: no. It anyway, it's perfect.
1: Listen, they all served a purpose. We fucking when oh, were a because that was the thing. That's really cool. When when you do find the right person, all the people that burned you, all the people that you dated, it suddenly makes sense and then you're like, "Ah, oh, I forgive okay. them yeah. because I, g- I get why they were in my life."
2: This is why it would have been terrified to get married at 18. Like I know it works for some people, yeah, it does but like not people, dating but... around and seeing what triggers people have or like what I'm actually looking for, that would have been it would have been hard. There would have been many divorces.
1: Yeah. But it's interesting. I forgot what I was going to say about the dating the 16 people. Oh, oh, you only look like two other guys I dated. Everyone else looks totally different. You're all totally different. Okay. You're the most similar to one of them. And then you look the most like two of them. But you're literally, you're all the good parts of all the guys I've ever been with and none of the bad. Nice. Except for that Cancer Moon. Anyway. (laughs) 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 Just kidding. You feel the same. Okay. Um, I do. You Do you have anything to say about the stories? No. OK. Uh. <laughs> well, the one thing I will point out that was really totally not intentional, but the way this timed out was that this episode was released uh, right after we visited Mark Kapka. So we were just he was the relationship which really incited this whole spending alone time thing. We just saw him in Austin and we were designing an office for him. And we went to Round Top in Waco, otherwise known as my Mecca. <laughs> and we went to um, my best friend from childhood, her wedding in Atlanta where I used to work. So it was kind of a... And then we came back and then I saw my high school friend this weekend. So we had a very social two and a half weeks.
2: And this is why... Kevin needed to take a break yesterday. <laughs> yes,
1: it was a lot because it was he was totally immersed in my world, and then we were traveling, of course. But it, it was, was so much fun. It, was, it was so much blast. fun. It was interesting. We to... even
2: got to see my cousin in Waco. Oh, that's right. yeah. We saw family and, as well.
1: Yeah. yeah, Waco was amazing. That was so special and fun for me.
2: Okay, I just gotta tell everybody we planned this whole trip to go to Roundtop, which is like the Burning Man of thrift stores. Just like
1: antique treasure, not thrift. antique
2: finds. Sorry. Swap me. What's the difference? It's not the same.
1: Yeah, but antiques are old and thrift. There was a lot of junk there. Not too. as old.
2: Yeah, but we we ended up going three days in a row to Roundtop, which was more than we ever thought. We're like, oh, we'll go to waco We'll go to Roundtop one day. We'll go to waco The next day, we'll work on the house with Mark and Kelly. Do Halloween. Wait, like, hold up. In my
1: defense, I did yeah. say that we would need a, round, a week at Roundtop, but I yeah. said two days should be enough. Yeah. I did say that. I was very well aware of that.
2: Oh yeah. I mean. From what I had heard of it, I was like, we're not gonna even scratch the surface no, week. No, we didn't. But we thought, you know, okay, we'll we'll do one full day or whatever. Turned into three days, which made us it Waco landed on Friday then, just right. by happenstance. So we drive into Waco. Rachel is so excited, she's you know, all about Chip and Joanna, the Magnolia silos, all that. So we're like, okay, we're going straight to the silos. We get there, all the streets are blocked off, there's like no parking. We finally find a parking spot. We're like, what the heck is going on? This is nuts. So we walk up there, just crowds of people. There's 40 vendors. There's a Ferris wheel. Nothing that you would have seen on TV. And all of a sudden we see celebration, which is their annual event. Anniversary. Yeah, yeah, for the silos being open. From them opening them, right? Yeah so that was so happenstance that was so fun and then we ended up meeting uh mark had a friend there that works in production he knew another guy that
1: worked for magnolia
2: Magnolia, who wouldn't have been there any other day but because it was the event like he was he was there kind of looking over everything and he's like hey you guys want to go on a backstage tour so we got to go on a backstage tour. We got to like, see the
1: offices where it all began. Yeah.
2: It was it so was really special. amazing.
1: It was so it was so amazing.
2: Yeah, that <laughs> wouldn't have happened if we, you know, had gone a day earlier.
1: Well, and then it was very so universe, sweet because he we went into this one office where all the mag copies of Magnolia Journal were. And I was like, Oh, this is the issue I started my subscription and blah blah, blah and I was telling him. And he he told me, first of all, this is what I have to say about Chip and Joanna. I just have to say this. Yes, I'm a huge fan of theirs, but I'm really a fan of what they're doing because that's like kind of what Kevin and I aspire to do. And what I love is this. Everybody that worked there Oh my was God. so nice and not in a, a disingenuous way. It was truly, authentically kind.
2: Yeah, they wanted you to have a good time. They were having a great time. That is why They're, they were hired because
1: yeah. they were kind people, first and foremost. Happy,
2: genuine. Yeah.
1: It just felt like a giant extension of family. It felt like everybody that worked for them was somehow a family friend, a very close family friend or right. family. Aside from that, they, to their fans, because the journal is quarterly, a lot of people that subscribed didn't get the first issue and so they were you upset. Didn't get it, yeah. No, well, I, I my subscription started a year into that, so oh, okay. I didn't get the first like four or five, but I shared this with the guy David who took us on this tour and What he had told us was, oh, they went back and they reprinted that first issue, which is almost unheard of in publishing. They went back and they reprinted the first issue to to give to all of their uh, subscribers, which was very cool. So David found us at the end of the day, and he gave me two issues. The very first issue, so I got the very, very first edition, and then the last issue, which I already had. And he put, yeah. he put the first issue on top of the last. and I So I'm like flipping through it and I had a fucking cupcake in my mouth, yeah. frosting everywhere. It was like the worst time for someone to come up to me. And
2: she's like, oh, this is really nice. And then she looks at the second one. And, and I did a double take. In her mind take. it was like, oh, I already have this one. Right,
1: right. And then I did a double take and I realized that it was a signed copy from that Joanna had signed. And I was like, oh my god, this <laughs> is amazing. <laughs> so that, that was super, super, super special. And then Round Top was very special so, because
2: oh we got a wedding ring we
1: got yeah we got the engagement we got ring.
2: the ring um yeah that was that was very fun because it was right next to a building called murphy's who, which was
1: my dog that passed away
2: yeah and he was the most special but we walked into this place and i was like oh antique jewelry hey we should go check this out and we ended up meeting this lady who owned the shop and her name was robin and she was so helpful. Like we we were just looking at a couple of rings and she's like, let me, let me go find some other, what are you looking for? And
1: she didn't even ask that. That's what was fucking weird oh, about the whole right, experience. Yeah. I had asked her cause Kev- when Kevin proposed to me, he was like, this is a placeholder ring because yeah. he couldn't find the kind that he wanted. Everything is so like,
2: well, and I knew what you had in mind. You wanted this black, uh, I wanted diamond. a black diamond. Yeah. I
1: wanted it to be very dainty. Everything.
2: It's like finding a needle. in a haystack, It is because
1: so. everything here is so tawdry and like, yeah. I, I I just don't like I wanted
2: her to have what I think three. everything
1: with weddings are ugly <laughs> I do I just do but but I like I never like engagement rings are not attractive to me. so I wanted like the epitome of an uh, wait not the epitome, the antithesis of an engagement ring And so Kevin couldn't find one out here because that doesn't exist in the land of you know superficiality and like bling yeah. So he proposed and he was like this is a placeholder until we find the one that you really like. Well, we were supposed to go to this place called Catbird that looked like they had the ring I wanted. It's
2: this New York, very... In New York. Very unique, cool ring. It is.
1: But no, we didn't want to fucking go to New York right now. Yeah. yeah. So, so we were supposed to do it in the fall to see the, the leaves change and like drive down and stuff. It just so happened we we went to Round Top instead, which way more satisfying in my opinion. But so we go into this place and I I asked the woman, do you have any black diamonds? And they had like this almost like um, Art Deco looking ring. It was like a black triangle stone. It had a single diamond in the middle. And so I'd asked her to try it on. And she just looks at me and she goes, I don't mean to get in y'all's business, but is this for an engagement ring? And we were like, yeah. She goes, okay, let me take you over here and show you what I have. And proceeds to show me nothing but 1920s to 1940s engagement rings, which is like my fucking jam. And never, like, she just fucking profiled me so accurately In like the kind of style that I had, and like we just she
2: pulls out this yeah a couple of boxes, and it was all 1940s vintage, like dainty like the band size it wasn't like the really bulky you know no, diamond studded everything lights.
1: I wanted that screamed this is not your typical engagement ring Yeah, it's awesome yeah. and it was so not what I expected it was not a black diamond
2: <laughs> it was not at all which was funny because she took a sharpie and she's like oh you can just color on it to she's like, like see what s- it'll look switch like switch
1: the diamonds out but then I was yeah. like no there was something about it that was so anti the institution that made me made me love it so i love it and now we got that and then we were looking at rings for kevin and i liked one but he thought it was a little too flashy so the hunt continues for you
2: yeah and it was a little too small if anybody out there knows can you make a ring bigger we know you can make it small you can because i
1: called i know me yeah
2: do they like (laughs) Um, stretch them or i
1: don't know how they do it but i know it's ten dollars more than downsizing it
2: oh yeah (laughs) Um, well didn't want to spend the money that's why I didn't <laughs> want that <really.
1: laughs> yeah but it was really cool being able to like pick out a ring together and just yeah. like have it have so much symbolism because
2: yeah, it's so I don't know perfect.
1: round top is something we've been wanting to go to for a really long time and it was really Kevin and I don't really no one believes us when we say this but we do everything ourselves so we are constantly working all the time on everything he has his own job i'm doing this podcast we're having auditions we have to run our airbnb we we're building Mm -hmm. our casita now we're planning for a wedding it's like so much so there is never a down day which is why we took one yesterday and it was super hard like kevin told me he didn't even put his shoes on because he was like if i put my shoes on i'll be tempted to do stuff
2: yeah anytime i had to walk outside i was in my socks or barefoot because yes shoes would have been easier but as soon as i put shoes on I start running.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So when we go out of town, it really is our time to like act like a couple because I mean we've talked about this. Outside of that, we feel like business partners. That's how much work we're doing constantly. And by the end of the day, we're so tired that we just like go to bed, wake up, repeat. So when we go out of town, it really is a time for us to like bond and spend yeah, time together and reconnect and really see why our relationship is so special to us and
2: and i think it's still working out
1: i think it's doing pretty damn good
2: yeah
1: oh and so feel free to borrow this if you want because i love it okay so every night i take my ring off and then every morning i have kevin put it back on
2: (laughs) and i ask her to marry me over and over so that every day
1: we're choosing each other Mm -hmm. and then at night when i take it off i say okay baby I'm um, your back to being your girlfriend now. <laughs> Want to get frisky?
2: <laughs> it's okay, guys. My girlfriend knows about my fiance Fiancé. and vice versa.
1: But I love that. How cute <laughs> is that? I'm his. I'm his uh, fiance, and then I'll be his wife until the nighttime when the ring comes yeah. off, and then I'm his dirty girlfriend. girlfriend. I love that.
2: I think my ring's gonna get fused to my hand, so you're just gonna be you know messing around with a married man at that point. Well, won't be able to off.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there are some girls that are into the guys that can commit or and have already committed. But yeah, that actually goes into something I talked about an episode, uh, the grounded episode. It's like um, being emotionally unavailable. And so you only allow yourself to commit to certain relationships that you know can only go so far, oh, yeah. whether that's a distance or like
2: right. yeah. whatever.
1: But yeah. that's a form of that. Yeah. okay well i think that's all we really have to talk about this episode i hope you enjoyed it um as always like subscribe share review rate all the things
2: stay bitchy stay my b-
1: stay bitchy because consistency is key that's right and this friday we'll have an episode with a special guest i'm interviewing kevin won't be on that episode but don't worry he will be back next week when we have another uh story about my gynecologist experience.
2: Ooh, and I'll be a part of the gyno experience? Yeah, you, all right. you
1: haven't you haven't heard these stories now at all. I haven't even like pitched any jokes to you. Yeah. I do have to say it was very funny. Kevin pitched a joke for the episode that you just heard that this is a deep dive on, restructuring your company. And he laughed at it and he goes, That was good, that was good. And I go, Yeah, it was yours. And he goes, Oh, that's totally It was the Conan joke, the yeah. tall red headed Muppet. That was Kevin's <laughs> improvement. But, but anyway that
2: just came off of um the joke about uh the coconut.
1: <laughs> oh the coconut. That was mine. You know, he was. Temple. He had the personality of the yeah. coconut. <laughs> um, but yeah so next week uh, we'll be back with another story in the gynecologist and then Kevin will be back with our deep dive episode for that but if you want to follow us in the meantime to see what we're up to we're at the Kevin Barrett and at the Rachel Melvin on Instagram and across all platforms gotta be honest with you though these days we haven't really been on social media
2: Yeah, but
1: I'll, I'll make a little bit more of an effort now that we're
2: back getting yeah. our new routine in or just but, hit us up and be like hey post something morons and we'll be like, oh yeah, yeah. thanks, thanks yeah. for the money. You can oh. you can also
1: email us uh, info at howbitchesaremade.com. We check that. We respond. Again,
2: you can call me personally at three one zero. I'm
1: sorry, we had two- a technical difficulty.
2: No, <laughs>
1: <laughs> just kidding. Okay, boundaries. Um, that's it for this week. We'll see you next week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bye, guys.
2: Bye.
0: Dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.